0: What's up guys, welcome back to
1: another edition of the DNVR College Podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Justin Michael, I cover the CSU Rams. I'm joined by Henry Chisholm, he covers the Colorado Buffaloes. We are here, we're here to talk college football. It's been another weird week, another weird week of headlines, but I think that's just the reality now. The, The world is just a weird place to live.
2: Yeah, that's just how the world works now. Um, it's, it's not all that much fun I can say, It kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just like nervous all the time. Like I, like I have some sort of like COVID anxiety where it's just sitting here doing my work throughout the day. And also just in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, please don't see a tweet that says college football's over. Like, please don't see a tweet that see, that says like the MLB is done with its comeback, like all that kind of stuff. And uh, it it does wear you down over time.
1: I talked about this a little bit when it initially happened on the Rams podcast, but given what's happened in the MLB and, you know, kind of the rampant spread, starting with the Marlins, then you you saw it with a couple of other teams, the Cardinals, the Phillies, I think had some people test positive. It's not, it's not a great sign for sports without a bubble being very viable in 2020.
2: Yeah, it's not a good look, but... I don't know. There's just so many pieces. And, And, you know, now the reports are coming out that the Marlins haven't been doing what they should have been doing to avoid getting COVID. Like they were going out, they were doing, you know, the... The, the things that you really, really should not be doing and that the rest of MLB basically said like, yeah, we've been doing this. We understand how it works. And that's why they're so upset with the Marlins for doing things that way. And it's like, you know, yesterday we were talking about uh, the NBA bubble and how weird it is to see the coaches socially distance on the sideline. Like even in their seats, they are socially distanced. They aren't up in their faces. And, and for everybody else, it's like, why? What is the point of that? You're in a bubble. Like you're going to be just fine. But then you see what's happening in MLB where we haven't seen a case where just one person has gotten it. It's been like four or five or six or like 11 or 13 or whatever happened with the Marlins. And it's because they didn't take every single precaution. Like that thought that, yeah, it's not getting into the bubble. But even if it does get into the bubble, we're still not spreading it. We're not letting it get to that point where uh, everybody gets it, where we have to be canceling games. And, And that's what really intrigues me about the college football season is that will they be able to be socially distant because my initial thought is no not it not at all like they are going to be all over each other on the sideline those coaches are going to be like all over each other on the sideline and that right now is my uh, honestly like my new fear about the college football season like I feel like every week there's like something else that is new and I hate and for right now this is the one that I've spent in other sp- uh, that I'm spending too much time thinking about.
1: Definitely fair. I think the the NBA is a good point to bring up and the coaches because what we're seeing with the NBA, at least early on, we got to mention that, you know, we haven't seen this whole thing play out over, you know, a 10 week period or whatever. I do think there's reason to be optimistic. I think they've, they've done a lot of planning and I'm just that's not exactly what the ncaa is known for for you know thinking of the little details and you know really planning out in the best interest of the people participating it all really traditionally comes down to you know how are we going to make the most money here and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today there was some leaked audio from what was supposed to be you know a private call between some members of of the sec leadership just some representatives from various players around the sec kind of their you know captains and all that and that audio got leaked and it's pretty concerning Did, were you able to read any of that
2: yeah yeah no i i read it I, I i didn't listen to it though and i was kind of hoping that i could find a way to but that's beside the point but it's it's a tough look at the same time uh, you do like to see the players sticking up for themselves and no, that's great that's, that, that's probably great. like the number four, number five takeaway from this whole situation is that like, well, at least the players were sticky up for themselves in a way that we are typically concerned that they won't either because they don't. I mean because they're 18 to 22 year olds who might not grasp all of the different things that are going on, but also because they are not empowered to do that. And like, they, they actually did say like, that's not good enough. We want more. And I don't know. Let's start the conversation with the positive, I guess, is where I went with that.
1: (laughs) No, I yeah, I get where you're coming from. And I I think that's a good good way to look at it. It's it's always encouraging to see the players using their voice, taking as much power as they have. It's it's always kind of a, a complicated balance when you're talking about issues with the NCAA and players because those, you know, the college football fans, the people that watch this stuff religiously most of them understand that the NCAA is pretty shady, that they generally don't do right by the players and stuff. But it's also this weird balance of, you know, not wanting to lose the thing that they love. And I think what's really interesting about this situation in particular is we're seeing kind of college football fans even come around to the idea of, you know, as much as I love this game, I, I, I don't know if this is the best, you know, time to be playing football, especially you know, nineteen-year-olds that aren't being paid—they don't have a way to form a union at the moment. I mean, not fast enough, and it's—it's mm-hmm. it's just a, a weird, weird dystopian time.
2: It, it is, and you know, I've—I've I've been like scrolling through Reddit uh, uh, when players are opting out of the NFL season, and you see comments like, "Why are they doing this? Like, like, what is going on? Like, there, there has to be some like benefit. Are they seeing like?" They can at least take like the 180 grand or whatever is this year. And then their contract keeps going. Like, what is the motive for them to be opting out of an NFL season like this? There has to be something. And it takes everything in me to not respond. Like you're you're kidding, right? What's in it for them is that they aren't going to get their entire family sick with a deadly virus that we don't know anything about because they're already millionaires. Like that's as simple as it is. And then you start looking at college football and you're like, well, these kids they they get an education, I guess, or at least they get like a degree and we can debate whether they get an education, but they don't get any money. There really is not much in it for them um, to, to keep them playing, especially in a situation like this. And so if you're seeing NFL players pass up that sort of money and maybe things are different for them because they already have a pretty significant amount of money, I do think that it shouldn't be a surprise at all that college football players are like, no, I'm not going through this for a college football season.
1: I will say it doesn't. And, and this is just based on what I read, you know, so it's, it's just my takeaway from it. It it doesn't seem like a lot of the players are necessarily saying we don't want to play. It, it seems more like they're saying you guys are not doing enough for us. If, if we're, you know, we're willing to try to make this work, but you guys gotta, you know, hold up your, End of the bargain here, and I think that's really important. You know, i i I would love to see college football if it can happen safely, but you know, nobody knows better. You know, if if, is this working? Is this safe? Is this dumb? Than the people that are actually living it every day, and and for the SEC players to you know speak out and and to be willing to leak the audio and stuff. This is this is significant. This is the biggest football conference in America.
2: It is, it is. And it, it makes you wonder how the audio got out because this is the kind of thing that I I feel like the SEC and, you know, like I I put the NFL in this category where this type of stuff just doesn't happen. Like there aren't like leaked audio files coming out about behind the scenes calls that really do make, make you kind of look bad.
1: Yeah, this was a premeditated decision. I mean, you don't, it it was clear they went in with the idea, like, we're going to go into this medical call, we're going to raise our concerns, but if there's, you know, any nonsense, any bullshit, we're going to call it out, and that's exactly what happened.
2: Mm -hmm. That is what happened. And, you know, like, the line that people are pulling out of it, and just to get back to what you're saying, uh, one of the players said, it's not good enough. And and that really is the headline, uh, going back to what you were saying, like, a couple minutes ago. But yeah, like, it just is not good enough and uh i i just don't know where this is going because we've never seen anything like this really
1: no and it's it sucks for the fans it's it's uncomfortable for anyone associated with college football business small town business owners that are used to getting revenue on game day media bloggers whatever you want to call them everybody it's it's just such a weird unknown and You know, locally, CSU just had to shut down its football because they had eight positive confirmed tests and nine more unconfirmed positive tests. But the the fact that, you know, you have a potential of 17 after basically like eight days before bragging about how you had zero positive tests, it just shows how quickly things can escalate, how quickly crap can hit the fan. And it's just been a whirlwind.
2: Yeah. And again, going back to like the NBA, the reason I think that's going to work is because they have the combination of the bubble with the social distancing, obviously with Colorado state, like they've been tracking all of those cases. They've been testing guys. And so when you go in there, you you assume that it was probably one person who brought that into the locker room. Maybe, maybe there were like two, there won't be more than three, but, that just spreads so quickly, and that's what college football really needs to avoid. They need to find a way for if somebody does get sick, they can't be getting other people sick because pretty quickly, you just don't have a football team.
1: The toughest part is it's it's just so hard to control everything in an environment like a college campus, especially because if we're going to have fall sports that pretty much means that most schools across the country, there's got to be some students on campus. I know there are some athletic directors that have come out and said, we're going to play no matter what, but just, we don't, you know, we don't know what it, what if this player did everything he was supposed to do and he came across somebody at the grocery store or something, just complete dumb luck. Then you bring it into the locker room. It spreads while you're lifting or whatever you're running, you know, you're doing your team activities now, you know, double digit people happen and it was just completely bad luck. You know, you were, you were taking it seriously, you were social distancing, they were doing outdoor workouts, you know, they were doing all the right stuff, and it still could have happened. That's what kind of worries me the most. And that's one of the things that gets referenced in that Washington Post article is the the inevitable outbreak. It's basically like if we are going to play college football, every team is going to have some form of outbreak.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's just going to happen. And and again, like this is why we've been so pessimistic about having a college football season. And it sucks that we've been that way, but I'm still just barely on like the uh, lower side of 50% on like whether we're going to have a college football season this fall. And these are all of the reasons why, like, I, I do think it's important to say that this isn't like new stuff that we're just finding out now this is like why there is this pessimism. This isn't like a new reason to think it's not going to happen.
1: That's the crappy part is I feel like I keep, I feel like I'm searching, you know, I'm searching for this sign of hope, you know, something that's this, we're going to be able to make this work, you know, whether it's a, a vaccine or whatever, a way that they, some new type of technology that helps, you know, contact sports be able to limit spread. I, who knows at this point that, But every day, it's just another, oh, this happened, and we're shutting down here, and baseball, and college football, and man, it's just, it's hard to stay positive sometimes.
2: (laughs) It it can be. It definitely can be. But uh, the, the truth is, we just don't really know anything about how this is going to play out. And uh, that's kind of part of the problem as well, like because all these athletic directors haven't been through this before. It's not like they can say, well, this worked last time or this didn't work last time. Let's build off of that. They are just as confused as the rest of us. And for us, it's just like, well... Let's see if it gets canceled tomorrow. Oh, nope, not canceled tomorrow. Well, we're one day closer till September 26th when the Buffs are supposed to open the season. And I, that's really all we have right now is this countdown where every day we're half expecting to get some bad news.
1: What are your, uh, just briefly, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because I know you'll talk about it plenty on the Buffs pod. Quick thoughts on CU's Pac-12 schedule.
2: <sighs> the 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 more I think about it, the more I like it. I will say that I think it's very easy when uh you you get the email that has like the schedule in it, and you're like, okay, Buffs week one, who do they play? Oregon, as we expected, but that's now shifted shifted from at Folsom Field to out in Eugene. You're just like that really sucks. And then you see, like, they play three of their first four on the road. Their one home game is against Utah, and that is going to be a very difficult game to win. They also have uh, USC in there. Like, that That stretch to start the season, honestly, it just sucks, and that will not be likely, in my opinion, like, the greatest time to be a bus fan.
1: I see 0-4 that first month, but that's just my initial guess. And that's not even just to talk trash. It's, They got to play some of the more experienced teams in the league in a situation where they have a new coach had no spring ball and they don't really have a quarterback. So I just, I I don't know. I, I don't feel great about CU's chances of being super competitive, but you know, if they come out and they show out, I guess that'll be a good story for Carl Durrell in, you know, his first month.
2: Yeah, and I'm right there with you. I think we ran through this yesterday on the Buffs Pod. Just like I quickly picked all the games on the schedule, just off the top of my head, and I had them starting 0 and four, and I think I had them winning four games. Like those last five games of the season, like I think they're home against UCLA, they're home against Washington State, they're home against uh, Oregon State. Like more winnable. Not necess- Exactly. Like it's not saying that the Buffs are like the better team and those are locks to win but all five of their last five games really are against teams that are in that bottom tier of the pac 12 that for the last five years has been very clustered together like these these the the worst teams in the pac 12 typically are all over each other it's not like there's a clear hierarchy down there and i think that that's going to play out in the Buff's favor this year and the good news is at that point this young team has had a couple of months to uh Go through whatever they go through when they start the season with that 0-4 stretch. I mean, not saying that the 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 four difficult games to start the season. Let's not let's not write Good them save. off yet. Good save. Thank you. Thank you. Don't,
1: <laughs> don't come after Henry with a pitchfork just yet, Buffs fans. I I uh, walked him into four that. Wins. That was a trap. Got him. You know what I am excited about though, Henry. I'm excited about manscaped, and that, that's a weird way to bring it up, but that's okay. Are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? The beaches are opening. The sun is shining. The bushes must be tamed. Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Manscaped is dedicated to bringing (laughs) you level up to your full body grooming game. Man, sounds so cool. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof, cordless, and this body trimmer is tight doesn't just work on your man parts. You can use it on your feet, your legs. Henry used it on his whole body. I think he used it on his head at one point.
2: Uh, yes, uh, two points actually. At two points did I do that. And it, it worked out, to be honest. Especially because like, it, it was for that draft show. And so I just knew like the camera will be at this angle in front of me. I need to make these sides less bulky just from this one angle. I don't need to look good from any other angle. And it actually worked. I gotta give a shout out to the lawnmower 3.0 for that one.
1: I might have to check it out because I'm I'm usually rocking a pretty tight, you know, crew cut up top. And I look like a 2015 Justin Bieber right now with my f- bangs. But I think you look great. Thanks, buddy. Get You're 20% welcome. off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor. Always use the right tools for the job. Anscaped always has such good advertising. They're, they're really good yeah. at coming up with those with the reads.
2: Yeah. Also, in like a sort of related note, this hasn't come up, but I'm actually not wearing pants right now, which is a cool thing about our job at this point in quarantine.
1: <laughs> I can't <laughs> see that part, so it, I, I, exactly. I have no objections. You know, it's, yeah. To be honest, though, that is a, that's an old TV trick. You, you see a lot of those news anchors. You think they're wearing full suits? No, they're wearing tops and flip flops with. Basketball shorts,
2: exactly. It, it does make you feel kind of cool, like you just have like the secret. It's like, yeah, everybody thinks I'm like all dressed nice. Guess what? Nope, not at all.
1: I remember I was probably about twelve years old at a Rockies game, and I was watching them do the pregame broadcast out there in like center field. And the two guys got up. I don't. I don't remember who they are now. This was even like before Mark Stout. And the guy stood up, and he's wearing basketball shorts with the suit top. And I was just like. What? Like brain exploding, completely shocked. Apparently I was interested by weird things, but I don't know. Random story there. Henry, <laughs> what have
2: you bet uh, what have you been betting on lately? Oh wow, that's a good question. Um the, the easy answer is basically everything. It's been it's 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 honestly been a wild few days for me betting-wise. I've been throwing down amounts of money I typically don't bet. Same. Basically, because yeah be- because the rockies were uh, so good that they were winning me a bunch of money and so last I was just like night, wade davis that was I'll drive that was the a report myself pack that his that was bags. a rough one because i had thrown uh, together this little parlay where i I, th- I think i threw like 8 bucks on it and if the rockies would have uh, won that game just just won that game then this uh, nuggets game this morning would be worth about 200 bucks for Woo! me off of an $8 parlay because of all those NBA games. They just all broke my way. And uh, then Wade Davis. So uh, I am upset about that one. AKA Dade Wavis. I yeah, I got to like brag for
1: just a hot second. I did hit a three-game parlay yesterday that I was a little proud of. I only bet 2 bucks on it, which afterwards when you win, you're like, oh, what was I thinking? Should have bet 20 But I did mm-hmm. manage to hit. Suns minus seven, the magic minus seven and the bucks money line for a nice, you know, I put two bucks on it, paid eleven. I was like, you yeah, know, I'll take that.
2: Yeah, that's that's a
1: good day for sure. Almost cashed out. I also was I bet did the bet twenty to win one hundred odds boost on the magic and that hit oh. too. So good day, good day of basketball betting.
2: Yeah, I had that uh on the Bucks last night. And so nice. we were at the DMVR Rockies watch party. Um, and I was sitting there with like Dre and RK, the bets guys. And, and like RK was actually getting really stressed out because I had not hedged. Because both of them had decided, yeah, we're just going to hedge. We're going to walk away from this with 65 bucks either way. And I was like, no, I, I want the thrill of seeing Giannis win to give me 120.
1: I'm not a hedge kind of guy. There was a point where mm-hmm. I could have cashed out for like nine fifty, and I was like, on a $2 bet, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. And I could only win $1.50 more if I risk it. But I was just like, you want to know what? We're, we're letting it ride, baby. I'm in it for the long haul.
2: Yep. And, and I had cash out options last night too. And I was like, no, why would I do that? I can make that decision Saturday morning before this Nuggets game. I don't need to be changing things up when the Rockies are going to win this right now anyway, plus I've had a few Breckenridge brews.
1: Nothing better. Well, while the ending to this year's basketball season will be different than years past, there will not be a shortage of excitement. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Celebrate the return of basketball. DraftKings is giving all users a special odds boost. We are just talking about this. You still got plenty of time. It's for the first three days of the season. All you got to do is bet $20 to win 100 on any team of your choosing. Could do it on the Nuggets, not too late. You got plenty more games Saturday, Sunday. Taking advantage of these slam dunk offers is easy. All you have to do is sign up and navigate to the promotions tab within the app. Don't stress if you weren't able to get your bets in because you can do live betting. A lot of fun, a little bit risky. I kind of suck at it, but that's okay. DraftKings Sportsbook is US-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. Plus, it's easy to deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. Gotta love that. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a special odds boost to bet 20 to win 100 on any team of your choosing. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
2: Also, uh, we just learned that the Nuggets won't have Jamal, Gary, or Will Barton.
1: So we're going tall ball, baby. Bull bull. <laughs> yep,
2: yep, maybe some bull bull minutes. The, I mean, MPJ's gotta be starting.
1: Oh, what if this what if this is just the coming of MPJ and Bull Bull because of completely weird flaky circumstances?
2: <laughs> Uh, it's it, honestly, it is what the Nuggets need. The Nuggets need to be playing those guys. Like you have Jokic, you have a top five player in basketball every single season for the next decade. You have J and Bol Bol, who I think honestly have even higher ceilings. And like Jamal's great, and I love watching Jamal. He's a cool basketball player, uh, but he peeks out at like the top twenty range. You know.
1: Who. I think you're probably right. I just
2: like him. I mean, how do you not like him?
1: That's yeah, a he's just fun. Like when he's on, he's on. He gets those hot moments where he's, you know, he'll hit eight, nine in a row from like six feet behind the arc. And then there are some nights where it feels like he couldn't hit, you know, the broad side of a barn door. So just a just a, a weird, interesting team, but that's it's this is actually a good way to segue into it. What are you more excited about? The NBA return. Or the nhl return and i know this has nothing to do with college sports but i just i want to talk about something other than coronavirus for fuck's sakes like just anything else
2: (laughs) yeah that's a that's a very good question because the weird thing is like i had forgotten all of the feelings that you get as a sports fan like after not having all of those for like four months like there is a very specific way that the Nuggets make me feel, especially like late in the season with this exciting team. But there is also a very different way that the Avalanche make me feel.
1: The way they make you feel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I mean, it's it's for real though. Like like the Broncos are a totally different feeling too. Where it's like okay, let's let's lock in. Like this is the damn Broncos about to go out there with Drew Locke and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Like this is a team that does not have a ceiling and that is very exciting especially because i trust the broncos like i trust everybody in that front office to turn this into like a very, a super bowl contender within the next like two years and there's a chance that they're ahead of schedule and that is a very specific feeling compared with the nuggets who i've never seen do anything that i've liked for them to do in my entire life but oh nine, they are baby. really fun oh nine Got yeah there's oh nine there's oh nine but my goodness i was uh i was 12 Like, I can't just be clinging to
1: how little you are
2: sometimes. "Ah, Okay. Love this conversation. But, but like, (laughs) it's just like a totally different thing where it's like, I don't have any faith in the nuggets. I do have a lot of faith in LeBron James and Giannis and like a bunch of guys in that league to beat the nuggets when the time comes. And I hate saying that, but if we're being just like brutally honest, that's where I am with the abs. You're like, yeah, just go win the cup. Like, like just go do it now. Like, like you're at the point where it's a disappointment if you don't go win the cup. Like that is what we're all here for. And that is a very different feeling. And so to say like, I'm more excited for the NHL or the NBA is very difficult because I, I love watching Nicole Jokic play basketball. Like I love all that we've been through in these scrimmages with bowl, bowl and MPJ. And I think we're going to see a lot more of MPJ, but also like Nathan McKinnon's about to go win himself a cup and he's about to go win a bunch more in the next three, four years. And all of a sudden be in any conversation you want. Uh, I guess hockey's different because it's like Wayne Gretzky and then everybody else. But uh, that, that everybody else list, Nathan McKinnon is climbing. And I think that they, he has an opportunity to be at the top of it in like five years, four years.
0: You're
1: not going to get any argument from me. First off, let me, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have cracked a joke about your age. I already feel bad about it. <laughs> but the, the AVS, it's one of the, I, I don't really like the championship or bus mentality because if you only enjoy sports, when your team wins a title, then sports are going to be a miserable experience for you. Unless you root for like CSU volleyball or something that just wins the mountain West every year. But the, I don't know. I, I was trying to think of a better example that was more re- relevant to what we were talking and I couldn't off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that. I, I just think that the fact that we're going to have a team to root for and rally behind, especially right now, after talking about all this disappointing stuff and you know all the the terrible headlines, is like I don't know if I've ever needed the Nuggets and Abs and in, in Rockies and Broncos and God, hopefully, knock on wood, the CSU
2: Rams if this all plays out more than I need it right now. Mm. Seriously, seriously, because I mean. I love my job. I love everything that I do work-wise. Like, every single piece of it. Like, can it be a lot? Of course it can be a lot. It's work. But I do love every single piece of it. I have to admit, though, that I uh, it, it has kind of made me a bit one-dimensional, just like as a human. Like I go, like last night, like trying to like talk to a girl. It's like, what do you think of Bo Bowl? Like, like I, I don't even know how to communicate with people outside of sports. And I'm realizing that. And now having sports back, it's like my whole life is turning into a home game.
1: If she doesn't know Bo Bowl. She's not the one for you, Henry. That's just, uh, you gotta know. have standards, bud. And, and she, that's one of them.
2: I will say that she thought it was very cool that I have just recently turned 23. I don't know how old she was. Uh, I may have at some point last night. I do not now. Um, but that is one moment that is sticking out to me. So uh don't worry about bash me for my age. It was working for me.
1: Hey. It, hopefully she was like a cougar or something. I don't if if she's impressed by you turning twenty-three, I'm concerned that she might be twenty, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> no, she is not. She's definitely not.
1: <sighs> you've been Isn't playing it, a lot of I'm, golf though. You have been playing oh, golf. How's that been going?
2: Um, I'd give it like a uh nine out of ten. I think the, the only bad thing that's happened to me golf-wise recently is uh, losing to those, uh, those people who's... I, I want to use a curse word is what I'll say right now. I want to use a curse word to describe Dick Lombardi and Mark Moser from Altitude. Not because they're actually bad guys, but because I have PTSD from what they did to us on that golf course. That hurt. Everything else about golf, like I've been getting all the breaks, I've been uh, making all the shots I've needed to make, I've been like digging myself out of trouble, I've been making big putts, and so I'll say like in general, I'll give my golf experience right now about a nine out of ten.
1: I like I'll, I like to hear that. I, I, golf has never been that way for me, but I am trying to get more into golf, and now is a great time because we have re- we have recently introduced DNVR Golf. You were on the intro episode, I believe nobody's better to talk about it than you give the, give the people a little tease of what DNVR golf is going to be like.
2: Well, the reason I was on it was because the DNVR golf guys uh, put a fake snake right next to the golf cart. And I uh, reacted pretty horribly. It was an embarrassing moment. I ran about 40 yards. I was jumping. I was screaming. I was cursing. I was like, it the was, old I, I snake know. in the cart.
1: Even I know that one, Henry.
2: It, it was awful. It was awful. Well, cause here's what happened. Here's what happened. I'm like walking off the hole. And this is the practice round for the rematch with Vic and Moe's. And, uh, Allie was sitting in another cart because, you know, they're testing out like all the streaming stuff and like all the different software, all that kind of stuff. And she was like, Hey, Henry, say hi. And like holds a phone out to my face. and I was like, Hey, and then I like turn around and I like walk away. I'm going to put my club in my bag. And I'm like, Oh, who was that? And she said it was Eric, but I thought she said Dre. So I was like, Oh no way. Dre's on the phone. Like I love Dre. I was like, what's up Dre. And so then I like walk back and I'm like talking to it. And so then I put my club away and I'm like looking up at the clouds in the way that I do. And then, uh, all of a sudden I just about step on this fake snake with these big fangs. Like, this isn't one of those like wooden ones where you're like, okay, it's like shaped like a snake, but has nothing else in common with a snake. No, this looked like a real snake. And it turns out what had happened was Allie just lied to me. She was just recording a video. She was not FaceTiming anybody. There was not Dre on that call. It was just her recording me because she knew how dumb I was going to respond to that. Snake there, and so I got it, and then, like that, I said, like I, I, don't know what happened to me. I don't know why I ran for as long as I ran. All I can say is, everything that I saw was just black, except for those snake bangs in my uh, brain for the next like ten seconds, and I couldn't come up with a way to quickly say, like, guys, stay away from right there. There's a big ass snake. Like I, I, could not come up with any way to do it. I, was, I, I think I screamed like, oh. Uh, I guess I swore a lot we don't need to get into that but
1: it was rough hey that's that's you know fight or flight that's that's what you got to do to survive flight, sometimes flight.
2: the answer for me always flight
1: well uh, yeah I mean I wouldn't take your chances in fighting a snake
2: <laughs> true the the snake would win that fight that's for sure
1: what's what's <laughs> 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 oh, that story! But you threw me all off with that one. But check out the uh, no, golf. It's, it's it's gonna be really dope. The, the the guys we got are are awesome. The golf bros, the odds bros, really yep. gonna be fun. Good content. I'm like I said, I'm I'm getting back into the golf scene. I'm definitely not an expert. I'm more of a guy who just watches on TV and is always impressed by <laughs> you know people doing amazing things that I've never have been athletic enough to do. But golf's good for business. It's like a total you know, suburban guy thing to do in your twenties. So yeah.
2: I guess, and and I the guess other thing I'm is trying. like, and like part of the thing that I was really impressed with on that podcast, because like, I, I had spent some time with them. Like we, we had like the practice round for the rematch. They were out there for the rematch. Then we recorded the pot. I guess we recorded that podcast the night before, but the, the point is like, I'd spent some time with them, but we hadn't had a chance to really talk about what DMVR golf was and when they were saying all the stuff they're saying, it's like, yeah, it is very much a thing for suburban people. But we are trying to expand that. We want everybody to just feel comfortable coming and playing golf. Like, I think it was uh, Mitch who was just saying like, you know, even when you watch golf on TV, they're only showing the players they're playing well. Like, there are plenty of guys who are shooting in the 80s at PGA tournaments, but those guys just don't even get on TV. Like, that's just how golf works. It is so hard that we don't need to be like holding everybody to the standard of, oh, you're not a scratch golfer. What are you doing out here? Like, oh, you, you bogeyed three holes in a row. Or like, oh, you can't have a triple bogey. You're awful. like it, They are so welcoming and trying to expand that community toward people who, I mean, honestly just want to play golf and that's it. You don't need anything else other than just like, you want to go out there and golf for whatever reason, whether it's the like actually because of the competition or because you enjoy golf or because you just want to drink a few beers. And, uh, I don't know. Those are great guys. I'm excited to see what they do with the NBR golf.
1: That's dope. That's a great way to put it because I definitely fall into that camp of, I just want to go out and have a good time. I'm, I'm not expecting to be tiger woods. I am naturally competitive. So I'm sure the Mm -hmm. minute I miss a three foot putt that was (laughs) sinkable, the club's going to fly, but, (laughs) <laughs> you know that that's just part of the experience
2: it is it is but i don't know i'm just really excited because the that, that generation of golfers who is they're like kind of snobby and think they're better than everybody that kind of stuff like that is going away And golf courses those two are the pros at spring valley golf course which i haven't had a chance to play but i'm excited to they're they're saying like yeah we just want this to be a game for everybody we don't want people to come out here and think oh there's a chance this is going to be a Okay, fine. Shitty day because they, <laughs> because we're out here and and I, he could hit like three bad shots and he is like doesn't want to be that guy because you're really not slowing anybody down when we're playing with cards. Like we're just past that point in golf and it's really refreshing to see how they got those guys talk about it.
1: I will never do it because I respect you know the game, but it would be if you just wanted to troll someone and you knew somebody was super impatient about pace of play like just go stand at the hole in front of them just every hole for like 3 straight <laughs> hours and then record their reaction see if i can get somebody to flip out
2: yeah and and honestly that kind of sounds like something that Spencer and Mitch would do like they'd be like yeah let's just bring this camera out here and record what happens when we do something really annoying to this <laughs> just you know get on your hands
1: and knees for every putt really lay down on look at the hole make sure you're getting all the angles you gotta oh, walk yeah. take a couple of deep breaths stretch out a little bit oh, all yeah. that stuff basically
2: maybe. uh play golf the way rk does
1: yeah shotgun a beer maybe i don't know
2: uh yeah i don't know they are a lot of fun and like that they are that type of golfer like we're gonna have music on while we're out there we're gonna be shotgunning beers we're going to be uh taking videos of people almost stepping on fake snakes and then throwing them all around social media, which I'm sure is coming here in the next day or two. And I'm kind of shocked that they haven't done anything with that yet, but that just kind of scares me even more that they haven't.
1: I, I I feel like somebody behind the scenes is working up a Toy Story meme with, there's a snake in my boot. (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh the the worst part is like i am terrified of snakes like like very terrified like i was uh ryan and Allie picked me up on the way over there because uh we don't need to get into that story uh, but uh because uh it's not like a weird story it's because ryan and i spent a lot of time in montana and i left my car at his place but i didn't feel like those were necessary details to the story but you can't just like hint it Details, so then I was committed, so I was committed, so that's what happened. But, um, we we get out there, and like on the way out, like there's just this tall grass, and we're like driving in. I was like, Yeah, you just know that is filled with snakes. And I had been like talking about my fear of snakes. I actually hit a terrible drive on the hole where they scared me with that snake, and the ball wound up in like the really tall, wet grass, like the green grass, not like the dry brown stuff. And uh, they actually saw a snake. And there's like these caddies, they're like high school kids. And they were honestly not all that, that good at their job. Like they couldn't find balls. Like they were off at like 60 yards on like everything. It was like, what is going on? How do you not understand how golf works? Beside the point, one of those caddies who was not great was uh, like heard the snake thing and just turned around and like beeline, just straight ahead walk, like power walk. Right past, we made eye contact for a second, and that was the only like human interaction I had with any of those caddies all day. When I was like, "Yep, I'm following this 16 year old girl because she gets it." We don't need this ball. And then, like five minutes later, there's a fake snake that is massive and got it, like. I think you can tell I still have PTSD from this whole thing.
1: I can tell. My my grandpa one time, he there was a rattlesnake and it was blocking a little bridge thing on the path. And they called animal control and animal control was scared of the rattlesnake.
2: (laughs) And (laughs) so my grandpa
1: walked up with his golf club and flung the rattlesnake into the water. And I was just like, that's badass, but I can't believe that you were willing to do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the next day, like during the actual rematch, they did the same thing to Vic. They're like, yeah, let's get Vic with this fake snake. And, And it surprised him he didn't like verbalize the way I did and he didn't really like jump or like sprint or anything like I did. But, uh, I don't know. I honestly thought that like seeing somebody else get scared by a fake snake would be something that I would be like, okay, yeah, it happens to everybody. Like this is my moment to like move on the exact opposite. I had like the jitters and I was like, don't do this to this poor man. I've been there. This is awful. This is don't do this. Nobody deserves this. And, uh, I don't know. it's, it's rough. I just, I just don't handle myself well in some of those situations.
1: Well, if it makes you feel better, Vic and the, the football team he coached lost the 2009 Carnation Bowl to my younger brother's team. So we, we'll, we'll always have that one. He's always going to be, you know, trying to beat you guys in golf. It's all in search of making up for that lost title over a decade ago. And I get it. That kind of thing will <laughs> drive a man. It'll push you to be better. And I'm just glad that we're at D- we at DMVR are giving them, you know, an outlet to pursue that competitive drive again. And and good for yeah. Vic. You know, it's it's tough when you have a loss that that just lingers yeah, over Vic. you for over a decade, like that 2009 Carnation Bowl D2, not even D1. But <laughs> you know, it, it was a great day for Bear Creek football, the Bear Creek Aztecs. It's a day that'll that'll live on forever. And yeah, that that's all we have on the podcast. We haven't even talked about <laughs> college football in like 25 minutes, but. That's okay. Thank you to everyone that listens. Check out DNVR golf. Check out DNVR bets. Listen to the Rams pod. Listen to the Buffs pod. We don't have an air force pod. Sorry, Falcons. Yeah. We got to do something about that. Uh, Yeah. Do we though? There aren't
2: any air force fans
1: shots fired. Uh,
2: I think I am an air force fan. I I think think everybody is actually
1: an air force fan. Yeah, Exactly. Like, Like you,
2: you see them play and you're like, yep. Triple option. I was thinking about it like air force week last year. Like, the first day of the week it's like okay recapping like the buffs game from last weekend like nebraska we're talking about that and also like hey guys the next couple days we're gonna be talking about this triple option gonna be kind of fun then you get to like the second day and you're like okay so yeah it's time to start moving on a little bit this triple option is gonna be pretty cool the buffs need to improve here here and here because of what happened um talk to them today and then day three it's like digging into the triple option it's like the entire show is triple option day four all triple option day five all triple option you get to the game and i was just like sitting there it's like oh boy, here it comes. We've literally been reading the Buffs playbook from 1990 when they were running the triple option and now we get to see it in action. It was a wild week and I am now forever like an Air Force guy.
1: They're they're always fun to watch. They're such a frustrating program to play against every single year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, deep down, it's obviously really cool everything that happens at the Academy. I love going to games there. I really fortunate in high school. I got to go to quite a few, you know, army air force games. I got to go to a Navy air force game. It was just, it's a, it's a fun atmosphere to see the jets fly over the stadium and stuff. It's, it's a great experience and I highly recommend everybody go check it out. It's all in good fun. Don't get offended if you're an air force fan.
0: Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places.